0: Welcome to the Beach Catholic Podcast with Father Brian Barr. We've got a great show for you today. Today we'll be talking about online evangelization. What is that? Well, we'll get into it in the future. If you have any questions or a topic that you'd like us to talk about, you could send it in to beachcatholicpodcast at gmail.com, or you could check us out on facebook.com slash beachcatholicpodcast. Let's bring him on now. As always, I've got Father Brian Barr with me. How are you, Father?
1: Good, Lorenz. How you doing?
0: Great, great. Uh, Before we get into tonight's topic, I actually want to introduce two guests that we've got with us tonight. First, we've got Father Joseph Scalero, pastor of Notre Dame Parish in New Hyde Park. How are you, Father?
2: Good. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. And we've got Nick Castelli. He's the founder and manager of Matthew 28. It's a team effort between three parishes uh, whose main goal is online evangelization. Um, Nick, how are you?
3: Good. How are you? Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. Uh, we're going to get into Matthew 28 and actually what online evangeliz- evangelization is, uh, but let's just talk about evangelization in general, Father Brian. Uh, I think you could agree now that evangelization is more important now than it has ever been.
1: Well, it's definitely important, that's for sure. Um, you know, I think, I, mean, I guess it's always, we should always be in an evangelical spirit where, um, I don't know, I guess one one way of, Maybe describing it would be um you know, we have we have timeless truths, you know, old truths in a sense in our church. Um God driven truths that. Our job as church is to communicate them to to God's people at different points throughout history. Um so I think it's I guess it's would would be, you know, communicating um Timeless tr- truths in new ways, uh, or at least being open to that and in pursuit of that. How do I, you know, the truths don't change, and and even the stories don't change. You know, we don't we don't add gospel stories. We got them. Um, so how do you how do you how do you communicate a, a gospel passage which has been heard forever? Right. You know, people people can finish the story very often in church. They they know what's coming next. So how do you i don't know retell it or uh reimagine it in a sense in ways which um, may be new or at least not necessarily new but um will grab people um you know Francis Pope Francis you know somewhere I forget where he said this but somewhere along the line he talked about um taking the gospel to the outskirts you know um mission of the church or part of our mission is to is to take the gospel um from the confines of the pulpit or the confines of of the church you know to the streets to the outskirts to the people you know and maybe you know you said you know more more than ever well the need for it is it uh you know as we kind of living living in a time where there seems to be less interest uh declining interest in in faith and certainly organize religion all the more reason. So if people aren't coming to us, maybe what Francis was saying is we gotta, we got to bring it to them. Um, so just finding, always sort of being on the lookout for new ways of communicating this forever message.
0: Yep. So, Father Scalero, let me ask you, how long have you been a uh, priest for? How long have you been ordained for?
1: It'll be
2: five years in June.
0: Okay. So, Father Brian, you were ordained a, a little over 25 years ago? Yep. Is that it? Yep. So I'm just going to go back to you, Father Brian. What do you think the biggest difference, from an evangelization perspective, is um, evangelizing 25 years ago when you were ordained, and five years ago, and or even now, and since Father scalero has been
1: ordained? Sure, sure. Um, I guess well, if I went back to when I was, you know, a brand new priest, um, one 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 big difference would be that there was that there's. I think back then. Uh, people were arguing more about church questions. Uh, maybe there was there was more debate within the church community. I think today there's just um, there's like just there's not even as, just not as much interest. Where it, it, kind of indifference. Um, people aren't even arguing with the church. They've just sort of dismissed the church. They're just not even bothering. So and you see it. I think you see it. People now. 25 years ago, you had people who would go to Mass a couple of times a a year. Um, Certainly, they'd have their kids baptized. Their kids would make their first communion confirmation. I mean, I'm just hearing more, Joe, you probably, this is, I'll bet this is almost, you've been hearing this from the start, you know, as a priest. Now you you get, you know, we hear people, we hear parents talk often, adult parents about like, I don't know what happened, I've I've got four kids and three of them never go to church and one of them uh, goes a couple times a year and two of them haven't even had their kids baptized like it's it's not even you know we disagree with the church we have a problem with the church it's more now like we just don't care you know we're just not we're just not really going to do it do you think that's the experience that you're seeing right now or at least since you've been a priest
2: yeah what i found is you know, sort of the idea of becoming a priest or even being faithful as a young person is incomprehensible to most of my peers i look at a lot of my friends went to Catholic school. They all got married outside the church. They're not interested. The fact that I became a priest, it's something we, we hardly even can talk about because it's just like being part of a whole other world. Um, so I, I find this in general. You go out there and people sort of look. It's almost, the benefit is, it's almost like they see the faith in a fresh way. Like this is something they've never encountered in a serious way. So they ask a lot of questions and it's more like you're, you're like the, you know, this foreign oddity who's come in and, and they just don't get it. Um, I, was, I mean, I had Hofstra as the chaplain. And I'll walk through the student center in, in my collar, and it was around Halloween time, and I had kids ask me, you know, is that your Halloween costume? <laughs> oh, the thought wow. of an actual priest, you know, <laughs> being present on campus was so unbelievable.
0: Do you mind if I ask how old you are?
2: I'm
1: 30.
0: Okay, 30. Oh, yeah. Happy well, part
1: of the issue 30. there was <laughs> big thirty. Part yeah. of the issue there probably was they they literally thought he was like a college sophomore.
0: Let me ask you because that's young. Do you think that there are some parts? Let's talk about from an evangelization perspective. Do you think there are parts of that that make it easier being a younger priest, and parts that make it more difficult being a younger priest?
2: Yeah, I think. It, it surprises people and it makes them think like, okay, this isn't just something for old people. Because that's sort of the perception. Oh, this is, my grandma goes to Mass and you know my great aunt loves to send me videos about Jesus, but nobody else cares. Um, and here you've got a younger guy and, and it, sort of, it makes them stop and question, this must be real. This is something that's, that's not over. Um, and especially being a priest, it's one thing to be a faithful young Catholic, but this is somebody who's sort of gone all in, who's given up something for it. And so it gives them pause, I think
0: so from let's say, like you said, uh, being on campus, you know they see somebody around their age, so that might be refreshing to them i'm just trying to think of a scenario where you're trying to evangelize to uh, a fifty five year old whos stepped away from the church how did, how what What kind of humps are you trying to get over there, being a younger priest
2: okay, so I think on the young end, you've got the point of connection where they see you as a peer, somebody they can engage with with older people. I think youth gives them. Hope. And the fact that you have somebody who's younger, who's excited about something, it makes them think that maybe they've missed out, that they, they, they realize they're missing something. And somebody who's young and excited about it and energetic, it, it sort of gives them hope, I think. So a lot of older people who are, are searching, the people in the church are excited to see that there is a future, yeah, of and the course. people who are outside, they, this sort of makes them revisit their decisions and think back, okay, this, this kid is a lot happier than I am. He's got, like, in theory, you know, as a priest, we give up a whole lot. There's a joy
1: there. I mean, I remember uh, just, the, just the the youth piece, the youth fact. Like, I remember when I was your age, say, um, and you'd be doing pre-Cana, uh, maybe like diocesan pre-Cana, so you'd have 20 or 25 engaged couples in a room, and then, and then you'd walk in, and it was just interesting because they'd be looking at you like... This guy looks like he's our age. Well, we were. Yeah. I mean I was. You you are in a lot of cases. So it's that the point you I think just made, like it it just sort of stops them in their tracks. Now it doesn't mean that they all become super reflective <laughs> and you know, there's like this onslaught of conversion, but I think people who are kind of thinking and maybe on some level searching and it's just it's that they've decided, well, I'm searching for meaning in my life, but I'm not going to the church for it. I'm not going to faith for it. Um They're, they stop. Like, it's just, no. again, once you open your, you know, you got to have something to say. But, you know, you you do. And then it's like, my God, like, okay, this guy is, this guy is from my time. And he's saying something compelling. And it just, it's a challenge.
2: Yeah, I think what I found is a lot of people come back to the church at the more critical moments of their lives. Like you say, for marriage or baptism, maybe mom or grandma wants you to do it. But when I sit down with them, you have the chance to say, okay, you know, more than 50% of marriages end in divorce. Why is yours going to be different? You're, actually, you're not just throwing the faith at them. You're trying to actually say, this is something practical. Okay, you want to be happy. And you know they're nervous about getting married. They're nervous about raising a child in the world we live in today. And you're going to, you're going to address those concerns and say, I have something to offer you that maybe it's different than what the world offers. And maybe that's what we need. Because if most people aren't happy or aren't having unsuccessful marriages, Maybe we need to look elsewhere in the church. It, it makes them think. I,
0: I, those are much more positive
2: answers than, than I
0: thought they were going to be. Um, because, I mean, my, my thought, and, and maybe you do run into these people, it's like, well, I'm 55 years old. I'm twice his age or almost twice his age. What is he going to tell me about life and faith and that kind of thing? Do you ever run into those kinds of individuals?
2: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I think, you know, but the hope is, you know, you know Jesus Christ and he's the answer to every question. That's um, it. And I always say, you know, with couples who are married, we how many lay people have somebody come up and empty their hearts out in the most intimate and personal way? So you see into a lot more marriages in a, in a way that even a married couple wouldn't see.
0: Right. I mean, that's, that's one of the biggest goals for the two of you. It's bringing people either to the faith or back to the faith. Uh, so, Nick, I, I definitely want to bring you into the conversation. Uh, that's the... I guess say, cliff notes of evangelization. Um, let's talk about online evangelization. Um, I mean, that's the main goal of Matthew 28. So first off, what parishes are involved with Matthew 28? What is it? Uh, why? How long has it been around for? Uh, break sure. it down.
3: So uh, the three parishes that kind of uh, run Matthew 28 in terms of like, you know, produce the videos and kind of organize all the stuff together are Notre Dame and New Hyde Park, Our Lady Lords in Malvern, and St. Mary of the Isles here in Long Beach,
0: it's all on Long Island for yeah, uh, anybody all, who's outside of New York.
3: Yeah, all Long Island based, and the idea uh, was to kind of get these three parishes and the pastors of these parishes to kind of work together on this common goal. Um, each of these three parishes was, you know, getting involved in social media in some sort of way. You know, uh, you know, Long Beach they stream the homilies. Uh, you know, Our Lady Lords a lot of Saint graphics. Notre Dame putting up homilies too, uh, so to kind of unify the audience uh, to put it under one mission.
0: All right, uh, is it all clergy that's involved? I mean, who, who's involved in so the project? it's
3: it's primarily clergy, but there is a there is a significant amount of lay people involved. Um, a lot of the the crew at St. Mary's that does all the social media and tech at St. Mary's and Notre Dame and Our Lady of the Lords, the lay people are involved in Matthew twenty eight. Um, so it's it's a combination, but it is primarily clergy.
0: Okay, uh, why do you think? I mean, what sparked this? Why do you think there's a need for an for online evangelization. I mean, you're, how old are you?
3: I'm, I'm 19, I'm gonna be yeah, 20 soon.
0: you're gonna be 20 soon. It's like, a lot of 20 year olds have a lot of other things to <laughs> yeah. do at this age. So what made you think, I think that there's a need for this in, in our lives and in our faith?
3: Um, so, it started with, uh, I guess, um, for me personally, like I wasn't very, Catholic. I mean, I was Catholic in the sense I was raised Catholic and I went to church, but like I didn't really, uh, it's not that I didn't believe, but I didn't understand. It was something you just kind of did on your own and then when I came across like things like, you know Word on fire and Ascension presents on YouTube and all those different places It kind of just sparked something in my mind that everything just started to come together and make more sense and After I was introduced to that, um, you know You watch a video at home maybe on your own But the next time you go back to mass after watching a video like that you encounter faith very differently because you have this understanding so after I kind of had that experience over this past summer, um, it, it prompted me that I wanted to do something like this with, you know, the the team that we have here on Long Island that we all kind of do our own media work. So let's do it together to do to have that effect on other people.
0: It, it's a wild thing to think about, right? Because Father Brian, I mean, even a couple of years ago, you know, you started posting your homilies just online. And it was blowing everybody's mind at that point. It's like, are you telling me that somebody in California or even around the world can listen to one of Father Brian's homilies? And everybody thought that was phenomenal, which it is. And the thought of that, right? Somebody can see a video that Matthew 28, that, that it's put out there, and they could be watching it from China. It's, it's, it's crazy stuff to think sure. about now. Yep. Um, so, I mean, from a a parishioner perspective Father Brian have you see, heard any feedback Because you've actually posted a few videos uh, for, for Matthew 28
1: I have yeah I mean you get you get it uh, Sort of uh, in the flesh People coming up to you uh, After the mass at the doors of the church Just saying man we saw this we saw that um, They'll ask questions about some of the other People that are part of it Kind of wondering who, who's this guy Where's he or where's she from um, I think the uh, I know a, a big piece to it that's just got people excited is the the youthful nature of it. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm clearly I'm like the old coot in the in the group. Um, <laughs> everybody else is like kind of like in their 20s and 30s, pretty much, right? Just tell Thank me when much, I should talk. <laughs> that <laughs> that very kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> right? um, well, that was a bit of a cheap shot. It wasn't really necessary. Um, no, that's what I'm here for. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I just did, I think kind of what. Which, uh, Father, what Joe was saying before about, you know, sometimes the advantage of just, you know, as a, being a young priest, it just automatically, initially brings like an energy to the to the room, to the church, to the parish. Same thing, same thing here. So people are excited about that. And then the other part is, the point you made about just, I'll, I'll get an email from somebody saying, you know, I'm in Florida for the winter. I'm a snowbird and, you know, they've been gone for, or I know they are, I know they're gone for three or four months and... You know, referencing during Lent the uh, the videos and all. So just, you know, the fact that it can be seen exponentially.
0: Father Joe, are you, are you seeing the same kind of reactions from your parishioners in your parish or anything along those lines?
2: Yeah, I, I'd agree. There's an excitement about, okay, so we're, we're doing something fresh. You know, if we're saying everything is bad and we're not trying everything, that's pretty hopeless. But, okay, so things are tough, but we're doing something. We're trying, we're getting out there, we're engaging in a way that's new and sort of, is in theory reaching out to younger people and the people we're trying to get to. Um, but they're also, I found, a lot of the faithful parishioners are excited because it's something they could share very easily. So they might have friends, grandchildren, you know, niece and nephew, people who have wandered from the faith, and they can send them a two-three minute video and say, check this out, it's pretty good. And the hope is that, you know, if enough people share this stuff, send it out there, you never know who you could get to and maybe this will be a point of contact that somebody who'd never hear the faith otherwise now has a little a chance to maybe open their hearts
0: it's so funny uh, we were at a parish council meeting uh, a couple of months ago and and somebody on the council was saying uh, the like it, it's your typical rant right <laughs> these dang kids on their phones all the time like you know they, they need to get off their phones they need to get off their phones and honestly at this point it's like that you're, you're talking about an uphill battle right now because that's that's what it is i agree 100 percent that you know, everybody needs to get off their phones a little bit more, but Nick, correct me if I'm wrong, it's, yeah. you're, you're kind of going the other way. It's like, Hey, everybody's going to be on their phones anyway. So let's yeah. get some real content in front of them.
3: Well, that was, uh, you know, Bishop Barron said that in a podcast, said this in a podcast, and that really has resonated with me that, um, you know, everybody's always talking about specifically people my age, like college, young adults, like, let's get them back. Let's get them back. But we're not like speaking for my age group. We're not coming back. Like, you know, if you hold events at a church, you know, as great as they may be, they're not going to go to them for the most part speaking. You know, you go to mass and if you see more than like three 20 somethings, you know, you'll be shocked just at that. Um, Where are they? They're on their phones. You know, the best way to reach them is to reach my age is to put something up on Facebook. And if it gets enough traction, it'll start popping up in your newsfeed. I mean, for like my personal experience, a bunch of uh, word on fire videos just popped up in my Facebook one day. And that completely changed me. So, you know, what if a Matthew 28 video pops up in someone's newsfeed and then they show up to mass the next day to give it a shot? You know, you don't know who's going to reach it. Um, But the main idea of it is that we have to go to them, you know, to people who have fallen away. They're not coming to us. So the best way for us to get to them is through social media, because if we just put something out there, it travels and it just goes places.
1: You know, you make me think, uh, Nick, um, point you just made there. I was was the vocation director, I guess, about uh, eight, nine, ten years ago. And, uh, you know, we put a a website together. And uh, I remember realizing that uh, the difference between, you know, 15 years before when I was discerning and 10 years ago was um, this ability to communicate like when I when I was thinking about when I was in college and I was thinking about the priesthood there weren't too many resources where you could go to to find out about the priesthood you you kind of had you had to call the vocation director and uh I'd say almost every any, any guy that's ever ultimately called the vocation director was afraid to initially call the vocation director most guys they just they were drawn toward it they wanted to find out but they were nervous about man now I'm maybe committing myself more than I want to when I got on the job, uh, you know, say again, ten years ago. When now that you have the ability to, you can discern, for instance, pr- the priesthood from a distance initially. So you can, you can watch a great video. You can just read, you know, Q and A kind of parts of uh, of websites. Um, so you can you can connect in a in a, a sort of a safer, more distant way initially. I mean, ultimately, hope you got to go from that. To making that call, but uh, so like people, you know, you said before, you know, they're yeah, they're just they're people your age, they're just not going to church, you know, or they, or many of them, most of them. So if you've got even them that some within that that population that are saying, All right, I'm not going, I'm not going, and for whatever reason, I can't seem to get myself to church, but I I know something's missing, and I know I kind of need to get back to it. I think this is a great start. Like, it's a little bit like the guy discerning, let me watch this video instead of calling the guy. Let me, let me, let me check out, you know, Matthew 28 and listen to this, that video, that video, and hopefully that sparks something. And then it goes from that to, yeah, let me, let my get myself to, to church or.
0: So Father Joe, I mean, uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but this, this isn't. Meant to replace all other types of evangelization, right? This is essentially uh, a piece of the puzzle. Am I right?
2: Yeah, and I think you know we've got we've got a lot of work to do in the church to help strengthen the people who are coming. But I I think what's the benefit here is you are reaching sort of the broadest possible. You're putting it out there, the people who are at, at all sorts of distances. Um, the image that keeps coming to my mind is of the uh, the sower. You know, you're throwing the seeds out there. And you've got there's a lot of hardened hearts out there that are aren't receptive. There's a lot of, you know, snares that are trying to, you know, suffocate the faith. So you just gotta keep throwing out seeds. And these are just you never know when this video has this title which somebody catches, they've had this on their mind. Um, the more you put out there, the better chance you have to sort of sneak in through the armor on somebody's heart and, and plant a seed which might, you know, become fruit. Um, it takes I think There's a lot, you can say, oh, there's tons of resources out there, but the more you put out there, the more ways you can reach people. Um, You never know, even if a video touches one person, it was worth it.
0: So so, uh, in my entire career, ever since I got out of college, I've been in sales, right? And the magic number is seven. That's always what it's been. It's been seven. And, And what is seven? Seven is the amount of times the average consumer needs to be touched or Or reached out to for them to actually purchase a product Mm -hmm. right no no matter what it is this is can be one or two or three out of those seven there's there's a great chance that you're taking half of that battle out and um, and obviously with the events that are being held at the parish those will suffice for the others but um, it's just another way to reach parishioners
3: yeah and you know uh, another important thing to note is that yeah we are throwing this stuff out there but you know it's only the goal is that when they are introduced to this stuff that they come back with it of course that, you know if they watch a video that's great but if watching the video doesn't have make them have some sort of inclination to maybe like check out their parish or like oh hey that priest was pretty cool on that video maybe I should reach out or something like that uh, that's another big part of the mission that it's those two sides it's reaching out but by reaching out trying to pull back
0: in oh yeah so we'll talk about goals in a little, in a little bit um, before we do that Nick I just want you to I mean, the beauty of technology, right, is that you've got automatic counters doing it for you, right? (laughs) So let's go into the numbers that that you're seeing uh, through social media of of the views that you've had on videos. Uh, First off, when did you launch, Matthew So we launched
3: two weeks before Ash Wednesday. Okay. Um, And so in that two weeks...
0: It's just been a few months now.
3: Yeah, so in, in the two weeks before Ash Wednesday, we put out one video, and that was just like a trailer that was just... It was just a kind of combination of, you know, the best sound bites of the reflection videos that were going to come out. Uh, that video itself got 11,000 views, and it reached about 1,700 people just in those two weeks. And we hadn't really done anything at that point. We just kind of put it out there.
0: Can you clarify um, what the difference between a view and a reach is? Yeah, so a view is for someone, us old someone who, like, you know, watched
3: <laughs> like clicked on the video and, you know, it played. Uh, and a reach would be it popped up in someone's feed. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so that was big. And that was just in the two weeks before we really made a push. And then... During uh, the Lenten season, so from Ash Wednesday to uh, Easter, uh, each video reached about an average of six thousand people, and each video got about uh, 2.7,000 views on average. Wow. Somewhere above, somewhere below, a little more, but relatively, that was about the average. Um, and they were on, you know, a, a wide range of topics, uh, and they had a wide range of people. You know, obviously the three pastors of the parishes, you know, Father Brian, Father Sclero and uh, Father Duffy. Each of them did a video. Father McGaldi uh, did a video. We had Seminary and Chris Heller do a video. So it had a lot of different uh, people involved. We had a a girl who had just completed RCIA named Stephanie. She did a video. That's great. So a lot of different crowds um, reaching a lot of different people um, throughout the Lenten season. I mean,
0: everybody has different perspectives, so that's that's great. Uh, Besides ego, right? (laughs) What do you think the importance of -hmm. these numbers are? So,
3: yeah, so it's... The importance of the numbers is not so much that people become famous or anything. That's not the point. Uh, it's important. It's a joke. It was yeah. a joke, Nate. No, I know. No, no, I got gotcha. you. No, no. no, but that's important because you know that's important to note. Though is that it's not about anything like that. the The numbers are important because it shows how many people you're reaching. You know, uh, we don't. You know, six thousand people see a video. That's a lot of people. That's you know potentially a couple hundred of them can maybe come back for Easter or something like that. Um, so it just shows how wide. Of an audience we reached in the first month of launch you know it it was only a month Um, to be honest we were not expecting the numbers to be this high we thought we were going to be kind of struggling for views so we were kind of surprised pleasantly surprised and you know thankful in our prayers for that but the numbers just show that it worked that it reached a lot of people um, and hopefully they'll continue to go up
0: i I can also imagine that um, you you can obviously see the views based on the topics as well so Mm -hmm. i can imagine that with more data that you'd be able to see, okay, this is actually what people want to hear. Yeah, uh, These are the topics that are really sparking other people's interest. Like, for example, yeah. what do you think the the most hit topic was? So
3: one of the most, uh, so actually the most viewed video during Lent was uh, Deacon Matt Brown, who, you know, pray for him. Uh, God willing, he'll be ordained in June. Uh, his, his video got the highest view count and he talked about like the heartbeat of the church, how like mass brings you in, but sends you back out. Um, so that was very inspirational. So that got the highest views. Okay. Um, and then a bunch of other videos, you know, we had stuff on confession. Um, Father Brian talked about like rescuing yourself during Lent when things get tough. You know, Father Sclera talked about like escaping um, the rush of everyday life. So a lot of these videos are very successful. we like very reflective and they kind of made you think about your life and maybe what you're doing. You know, we were talking before about like people maybe are missing an aspect that's making them happy. Like, what's that aspect that's missing? That was something that came up a lot. And one of the other things that was pretty cool is that we had a a significant amount of priests outside of the three pastors. You know, Father Lachlan came on, uh, Father McGaldi came on, uh, and Father McGaldi's also been helping us run this thing a lot and really plan it out, so a lot of credit to him for this. But it just kind of showed that it's not just about the three parishes, it's been kind of diversified, getting a whole wider church involved.
0: Have you... Have you had other priests reach out to you saying, "Hey, I like, I got a great idea for one too, or I want to get involved as well"?
3: Yeah, we actually, we actually have had some. Uh, so we're looking to definitely get them involved, and you know, we want to try and reach out to as many as possible. One of the things that uh, we did notice too with posting these videos is a lot of different parishes started sharing them. Um, you know, because like I said before, the three parishes, those are just the parishes that are kind of pushing and making sure all the videos are coming out. But it's for everybody. So, a bunch of different parishes started sharing, a bunch of different schools started sharing, and that just shows that uh, the content was for everybody, that you know it's for all Catholics around the whole
0: church. And I think you guys have done a great job speaking to everybody and making sure that um, it's a broad audience that you're touching, which is great. Uh, Father Scalero, real quick, what do you think a realistic goal for Matthew 28 is from a from a pastor's perspective, um, you know, I think goals are, again, I said before, I'm in sales, right? I think goals are extremely important. Otherwise, you guys are just recording and, and hoping for the best, but, you know, I, is there a goal that you as a pastor, you're looking to hit?
2: I mean, saving souls, <laughs> right? the glory of God, that's primarily it. And I think, you know, you've got the goals for different groups, so. You know, there's some cat- hopefully catechetical content, so you strengthen your faithful Catholics so they know how to speak about the faith. They're given these short sort of sound bites that help them process why we believe what we do. And then maybe you've got the people on the edge who, you know, need a little push, who need a little encouragement, maybe some of these spiritual videos start to to draw them in. And then maybe you've got the outsiders who maybe the more practical content, like Father McGaldi has a few, you know, movie reflections on Shawshank Redemption or something like that. And that maybe somebody likes that movie watches it and gets, you know, moved in a way that nothing else might have touched their lives. Um, so I think the power of it is it is broad. You use all sorts of different characters, and you never know who will connect. Um, and even, you know, in the schools, we've had teachers saying they're using it for their classes. So the more it sort of reaches everybody, we're not about numbers. You know, if something touches one person, it did its job.
0: I, I think uh, Father Brian down here at St. Mary's, you know, uh, July, August, we always have the beach mass. And I think people have asked you, like, well, well what's the point, right? It's not just to sit on the beach and, and enjoy mass in, in, right. outside. I think it's probably a very similar kind of uh, kind of mentality where, hey, if, if being on the beach is what it's going to take to get a few more people in the building outside of the summer, you know, mm-hmm. then we've hit our
1: goal. I think so. I think yeah. so. Just finding multiple ways of, of getting the message out.
0: Absolutely, um, Nick. You've started. You know, we've started with videos. Um, they've gotten great feedback, you know, so far from uh, what Father Brian, Father Joe are saying. What's the What's the next step? What's your vision for the future? Uh, I know that you're extremely ambitious, and I commend you for that. But <laughs> thank you. <laughs> outside, outside of the videos, what do you want to do next? So
3: we got a, a, we have a big team, and every once in a while we meet up and kind of set the ground of what we want to do. So we have some big plans. Um, You know, I'd like to, we'd like to, you know, as a team, we'd like to put on some, uh, like, speaking series, you know, give people an opportunity to actually, like, come in person and hear what the, you know, different speakers have to say about, you know, specific topics related to apologetics and things of that nature. Um, You know, we're planning right now some uh, bigger video productions, not just, you know, not just the reflections, some other videos that are a little more um, advanced with some more topics we're specifically working on one about like the philosophy of God um, so you know stay tuned for that one we'll be working over th- on that over the next couple of weeks um, and you know we're we're trying to think of other ways besides reflection videos you know whether it be a podcast or like I mentioned the speaking series before just things where we can get more in detail about different topics because you know one of the things I've learned a lot about from being in college so far is that like you know all my friends who aren't Catholic you know they're not Catholic uh, not because you know yeah partially you know the hedonistic life they're all caught up in college but they also a lot of them don't come back because they have like a lot of questions and a lot of questions that they they feel like they don't have answers and can't get answers so one of our big goals uh, over the next couple you know months and weeks whatever long-term goal it may be is we want to start giving those answers to the people who have fallen away
0: oh, that's phenomenal because Uh, whether it's evangelization online advertising online anything online the key for long-term success and what the statistics have shown it it's part content but part interaction as well right so Mm -hmm. you could post till you're blue in the face but you're gonna come to a point where you're gonna need to start interacting with the people who are watching these videos so those uh, I think those are the perfect next steps to be able to to bring it to the next level so that's great Um, but now, real real talk. Sure. How do the listeners get to sure. Matthew Twenty Eight? So
3: uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and we have a website. So if you do MT Twenty Eight Project on any of those social media platforms, it will come up. Uh, for website, it's MT Twenty Eight projectorg uh, 28's org.
0: not spent, at, uh, spelled out. Not it's, spelled it's out the yet. MT to Eight. Yeah,
3: MT Twenty Eight projectorg uh, And then you know we're always looking to you know figure out what's on people's minds and what they're thinking about. So, you know, if people ever have something that, you know, they want to hear us make a video on or talk about, uh, you know, feel free to shoot us an email. It's info at mt28project.org or you could shoot us a direct message in Facebook. Either one of those will work. Um, And that's how that's how you get in touch with all our videos.
0: That's great. Uh, Before we go to Father Brian's call to action, uh, Father Scalero, uh, any final words on Matthew 28 or, or just evangelization in general?
2: I think it's, it's just it's the job of all of us, and that's, I think we're just the first step to give people the tools to put stuff out there. Um, but I think the hope is it's a reminder that all of us have the job of bringing the gospel to wherever we are out in the world.
0: I, I, it's funny you say it. It's up to all of us, right? Like You may hesitate to click the share button just because you, you don't know well, what, are, what are my friends going to think or what's my family going to think. Click it, guys. Click the share button for sure. Um, so, Father Brian, again, like we do every, at the end of every podcast, your call to action to the listeners.
1: Well, like, uh, Joe, you just said it there. I mean, it's um, invite and, and promote, um, s- communicate what you've experienced, You know, the value specifically in this, and kind of just spread the word and let people know about it.
0: Great. Uh, Nick, Father Joe, obviously Father Brian, I want to thank you guys for coming on. It, it's been great. Uh, don't forget that you can listen to the weekly Gospels and Father Brian's homilies by subscribing to the podcast. If you have a question, send it into Catholic Podcast at gmail.com, or you connect with us at facebook.com slash beachcatholicpodcast please rate and subscribe the podcast on apple podcast and stitcher and feel free to share with your loved ones and look out for future episodes but until then god bless